Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Well, welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment this week. It's Jim Parkin and I again, Ashley Chandler, and we're so grateful to have you guys all back. Yep, welcome back. We're still doing our best to get content out. We're in separate locations once again. Yep. Using voice memos and phone calls. We're making it happen. Whatever means necessary, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> like all y'all right. out there right now. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah, so how's it going this week? It's been kind of a rough week. Yeah, it, was, it got a little sketchy there, you know, Saturday in particular. got a little sketchy. Um, yeah. But, you know, we made it through. We're doing all the right precautions and all that, you know. It's just, it's one of those things that's difficult when someone when someone will say, yeah, but did you, you had all your PBE, right? You know, and not to be super harsh right off the bat, but, you know, we have, I have colleagues that have passed away and they were most assuredly following all the PPE protocol. So... Yeah. You know, I guess my, some wise counsel I received this week was to not get caught up arguing about um, medical things with people that aren't medical people. It's just okay. kind of like yelling down a hole kind of. And that's fair. You know, it's OK. Not everybody has to know. And I think everybody's seen this whole ordeal from, you know, from different perspectives. And that's cool, you know. Well, yeah, and a lot of us just don't know and we don't understand, you know. So it's that that line of how, I mean, we've talked about this, I think, last year on some episodes of questions that are appropriate to ask um, first responders and medical personnel and questions that aren't, you know. Um, So it's kind of that line of, I know we've asked you questions of, okay, well, help me understand what you mean by this or what what this means or what that looked like, you know. so it can be really helpful. And I think, you know, I imagine some folks are looking, well, why did they still, how did they still get it if they're following all the rules and stuff? Because that does kind of apply to all of us right. in the measures of if we're all following all the rules, what are the risks that are still involved with that? Right. And I think that's why it's so scary, right? Because no, really, no one really knows. I think they're starting to get a handle on it, starting to get it sorted out. Yeah, things are starting to trend down. You know, I know a lot of people that use, there's like a COVID update for whatever county or whatever you live in on the on the right. weather app, you know, at least on my phone, on the weather channel. And there's like, okay. the important number I say to look at is they'll have like the, whatever the cases, like total number of cases in Genesee County, I think today was 988. However... The percent of new cases is like 54%, like 54% higher than last week. When last week, it was like 217% higher than the week before. So like in in the grand scheme of things, you're looking at that going, okay, there's still new cases, 
but the concentration and like the volume of new cases is starting to slow down. I saw an update post earlier today from one of the ER docs at McLaren, and she said she had worked the last three days, so over the weekend, she had no intubations and sent no one to the ICU. So, like, we That's gotta awesome. keep looking yeah. at wins and not, you know, what I think big media wants us to only hear doom and gloom and death numbers and who's to well, blame and, and all that stuff. And it's just important to know. Right. Well, folks, I'm seeing folks argue about whether or not, like, how accurate the 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 cases are the the numbers are you know even with right. are they testing everybody for covid is are they all covid numbers are they throwing in other numbers into that and stuff and so that's been kind of frustrating to see too because i can understand that people want accurate information right. but if we're arguing over what accurate information is in the first place and suspecting that information then that's kind of been causing some frustration too <laughs> right well so i can in our county like when all this first started, first started, you know, popping off, um, you would look at like Oakland County and there was just so many reported cases. And I didn't know what their criteria or protocol was in that county. But in Genesee County, they were only reporting like tested, like, so someone had a test and the test was positive. Now we have a corona or a COVID patient. And other and okay. some other places in the country, they were doing like presumed positive, which is to say, kind of okay. like, all right, they have all the symptoms. So if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, we're just going to call it a duck. And that's okay. also fair in something like this. It's easy, you know, the ma- the volume of cases initially. It, I mean, it's really the physician's discretion, you know, and they have no right. they have no like political skin in the game, so to think they're in cahoots with something and, and reporting false numbers isn't isn't right but you know it's there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it and in a disease process there's a lot of things that that cause death but when you're talking about a, a global pandemic it's fair to say that if it's if a patient had the appropriate symptoms that met a, the criteria of that pandemic the death certificate will for sure say, in this case, COVID. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. But, you know, it's, people are frustrated and they're stuck at home and they're, you know, and they want to find a reason for this to be over. And they want it to be over sooner rather than later, you know, so looking for anything, I think. Well, and if you, if you're in a group or a community or just an area where you're not really seeing the direct impact or you don't know or have loved ones that are directly working in that field right now, right. it can be kind of hard to see all of the economic impacts and the impacts on your family and to not necessarily see the whole picture or just to have a different perspective on that right. too. So, yeah. Well, it's super for me, you know, and for like my colleagues and people in pre-hospital care and even the ER nurses and docs it's in something like this it's it's easy to imagine that we'd all be super like singular focused on the battle at hand right like we have this task we have this thing and we're fighting it and there's all these protocol changes and policy changes every day and seems like 
last week, every call on the radio, they were saying COVID yes or COVID no or COVID I don't know and sending us into it. So we really don't have time. At least I was speaking for myself. I don't have time to see the big economic picture or the big political picture. I just, you know, and I'm sincerely, I'm so appreciative of people that we both know directly that do have that time. Right, right. They can look that out and, yeah. and can discern that because someone needs to. Right. And in this case, it ain't going to be me, but I appreciate that I have like brothers in Christ that are doing that, that put information out that like later in the week, you know, on my days off, I can look at that and go, oh, look at that, you know, and, and give that right. kind of its due diligence. But it's hard to do both in something like this. At least at the same time. Right. And I would imagine that, you know, that challenge of staying focused, uh, staying focused on the mission at hand. And I think for folks to be able to run their lane well in this time and not get too bogged down with what's going on beside them, kind of keep a little bit of that blinder on. But again, that kind of goes back to adult cabalance where we are interconnected we should know what's going on with each other, yeah. but at the same time, we got to run our lane well, too, you know, and not get too, you know, too right. overwhelmed with what's going on, too. So, yeah. You know, it's like I said, we're it's really we're starting to see, I think we're getting to where we'll start seeing light at the end yeah. of the tunnel. You know, despite despite what your evening news will tell you, you know, because unfortunately we live in a culture where kind of doom and gloom death and destruction is right. a seller what do they say they say if it bleeds it leads right i think that's news media vernacular right yeah. there so i'm grateful though that our at least my community on facebook i not that i want to be ignorant to other things again but i've been pretty encouraged and just happy to see the the quality of things that are being posted right now by leaders, yeah. organizations, business owners, just friends and family. Um, right. That, yep. And I really like what you've been saying the last couple of weeks of we got to share those wins. We got to share those wins. Um, we can't ignore the right. other things that are going on, but we got to keep our eyes on where we're headed to. And that's really great. Um, I love what the hospitals have been sh- sharing their boards of the numbers and stats and things. That's been really cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, that's important because like in any other battle or anything like that before, it's hard. It, it'd be hard for our fellow Americans that aren't directly involved to continue to support us if all they see is death. Right. Then, right. Then the obvious appearance is that we're, we're kind of sucking and nothing's getting better, <laughs> right? I or mean, fair. the world's going to hell in a handbasket and we're all screwed. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, you know, so it's important. It's important for the, the, the health and, and well-being of the nursing staff and the docs for people to know that, yeah, people are leaving the hospital, man. They're they're getting well and they're going home. Yeah. You know, it's important. So, you know, it's important for us. It's important for us doing this deal, working the, the on the the ambulance and all that stuff, to know that that we're we're winning. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a long way to go. Right. But we're winning these battles every day. So, so how you guys been? What's what's 
the Chandler house looking like I'm week. I don't even know what week we're on, but well, well, I thought about the other day because I was trying to look at the calendar of when this all, when the schools were announced to be closed. And I thought that that was on March 12th. And so the 13th, our school closed and we could come pick up some stuff. Um, well, we right. actually come pick, and I think it was the 16th. That was our first week home. So it really looking at today, it's been one month. So in the whole scheme of things, it's in some ways felt a lot longer than that, just because of the nature of right. just being away from people. Right. But on, if you flip that around, I was thinking it in a positive way too, that it really only has been four weeks and there's a lot that's been accomplished in four weeks right. and a lot that the medical workers are doing first response. The community has responded organizations and churches and businesses. There's been a lot of response and a lot of community and a lot of change happen just from people. I don't just the incredible things that are happening in the community. And I think what that has meant for connections and relationships, I think in that regard, there's, a deepening of relationships, a, a strengthening of community that has happened in a very short time. And that's been really neat to see. And it's only been four weeks. It's been a month and we have about two-ish, two and a half weeks left until we get to at least right. the end of April. And I think for me in my my mind, getting to April 30th is just kind of that next checkpoint for me right. to kind of focus on. Like if you're a runner and you're just focusing on that, le- you know, that mm-hmm. next half mile for me, the next half mile to kind of focus on is getting to the end of April. And so I feel like in some ways we're, we're doing well. Um, I feel like in some ways we've kind of settled in right, and, and kind of gotten into a groove of, as a family. So that's been really good. <clears throat> um, I did start my part-time job yesterday. Oh. Um, the nature of the company and the work, um, I can ride under being essential and stuff and everything that, um, the office is doing and stuff. They're doing a phenomenal job of just keeping everything separate. It's very small. So some folks are basically changing days of what they're working so they don't work on the same day so that they can be away, you know, um, separate from each other. So that's been really neat to see. So it's helped me to kind of fill that time Nick's doing well with the kids the kids are I I think the biggest thing for us just keeping a daily schedule going so that there's movement through the day and the kids aren't arguing and there's structure so that's been the biggest thing for us but I mean we have toilet paper everybody's healthy (laughs) (laughs) you know we're good yeah so our kids got their stuff their school stuff you know is kind of their distance learning business is on track now so they have that going on Carrie's got She's getting set up for her stuff so she can start teaching in that same same style. So Cool, cool. Kind of we were in a groove, and now we got to figure out a new groove. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know. And kind of it seems like as soon as we start getting it around to where we're settled in, then it's Wednesday and I'm back at work. And it all kind of yeah. starts over. Yeah. So, you know, but it's interesting, I guess... What I don't want to have happen is people get too settled in, where this is too normal. You know, like the only, I've felt a little mm-hmm. anxiety coming on when I started, like, with all the things being made and all the masks and 
gloves and hand sanitizer. And like it, I had this few minutes over the weekend of like, man, it's like we're planning on this is forever. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, statistics show that we're coming through it. And then all these shipments of all this stuff and, and new people, new companies are getting online and we're going to make hand sanitizer too. And, it, you know, and, you know, I had ordered from a, a veteran company, uh, nine line apparel plug <laughs> nine line. You should check them out. Um, <clears throat> anyway, to get some face masks, well, Carrie bought them for me. And I had this thought I was running the other day. I was like, how cool would it be if I didn't even get those in time? Yeah. Like if they came after this, because, you know, shipping stuff is kind of kind of right. ebb and flow right now with right. everything going on. But I, I was thinking that'd be pretty phenomenal. What a cool what a cool story that would be to share with those guys. Hey, I got your sweet face masks, but we didn't need yeah. them anymore. So how yeah. cool is that? But, you know, not that that'll happen, but it's I had this concern like, man, you know, like I'm saying, I had this concern that are we really digging like are we doubling down? Like, this could last, like, a super long time. And then, so it's a weird balance, right? right. So I, I know, because I'm around people, and I and I have the opportunity to hear from the docs and hear all the good results. And then, on the other hand, we're still, you know, we're still hearing uh, the government talk about all these needs and money spent and all these long-term financial plans and stuff like that you know so sometimes to be honest it's a little kind of a little heavy on my heart i'm like man are we this isn't really new normal and then on the other hand i don't want it so it becomes such a norm and we're in it for such a long time that people kind of it just becomes part of life and people aren't really making masks anymore and they aren't really volunteering anymore and it's just kind of how we do life now yeah you know, so it's just, it's this whole weird world, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. My thought is humanity is pretty flexible, both for the good and the bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know Pastor Carl was talking about this a little bit, that we we do jump into a normal pretty quick. I think right. some of it on a national scale, some states aren't where we are at this point. Like there's some that are a little bit b- delayed and behind us in, you know, what the whole flow of all this. And some of them are ahead of us, you know, so it just kind of depends on where you're at. I think, too, I think there will be, you know, just a natural repercussion and consequence and just things that have to take time to kind of even right. out over time. But I, I think... It comes down in some capacity to person to person of what we allow to stick as far as something. Right. I mean, the the hope is that we come out of this changed for the better and so that we should all carry things forward, um, becoming a better version of ourselves, better people out of God's intention out of this. And so I think the hope is, is that some of this does stick. But what we allow, like what things are we allowing to stick? You know, I don't think that we should right. come out of this and always be afraid to give anybody a hug. You know, I think that that would be unreasonable right. and it's not healthy as a society. But on the other hand, maybe we should consider, you know, whether or not you go to sick with a cold, you know, go to work with a cold or not, or send your kid to school with a fever <laughs> when you know right. you shouldn't, you know. Um, 
So right. I think. Th- yeah, that's that's a definite. Yeah. So there's some <laughs> of those things where I think it should, uh, but, but I think that people are pretty. I think even when you look at economic cycles where everybody gets used to being so careful about money and then we go right back to pretending like everything's going to be perfect for the next foreseeable future, you know? So. Right. Oh, yeah. I I think that. um, Yeah, I I think we'll be okay. I, I, I and maybe that's just because I am home from my perspective. I don't have to see it from yours and I'm a little bit more optimistic of it but I I think I'm hoping that I believe that we're all gonna be just fine and we'll all come out of this better for the right reasons and the the things that are still painful and things that I mean there's always gonna be things that kind of we struggle with coming out of this or maybe weren't supposed to like there's going to be things that we're going to have to continue taking to the Lord and to trust him with and be like, okay, well in this season, this didn't work out right. And this didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to be. And so now we're stepping forward and we're asking questions and all the what ifs and not trusting God, where maybe he's asking us to trust him and let go of some of those things too. So, I mean, it could, it, it could look both ways too, you know? Right. So something to touch on, this will be a little bit, a little heavier for just a couple minutes. So the question was asked to me by a, a new, newer believer, you know, someone someone I work with is kind of just getting going, and, and then he heard a uh, more well-known pastor allege that this all happened because of sin and that we had turned away from God. I've heard a little so bit out of, like, of that of the radio too. <laughs> of of like, but in the in the vein that it's like we're being repunished. You know, and I've, he told he said I didn't hear it. I haven't heard the soundbite or the quote directly, but what he said was said. What he told me was said was that this is all because we turned away from God and because of sinners. And um, even though he God promised not to f- a flood again, but he never said anything about plagues. Mm. So <laughs> I just. I don't, I'm not a pastor, you know, so as like a, right, no, right. like a, you know, I don't have that kind of biblical knowledge. I just, I, in my own a Christian opinion, think that's a little bit, um, those are hard, harsh words. Yeah. I, in my opinion, I think it's a little bit irresponsible even maybe. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm feeling the same way. I'm. I'm probably right on the same page with you. Um, There is a consequence to living in between heaven and hell. There is a consequence to sin. And the the devil is very real. He's very active. And, I mean, the Bible says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But that Christ has come to give us an abundant life in him, to give us life in him. Right. So... The payment for sin has already been made on the cross. God's already fulfilled his covenant with us in that regard. Right. Um, we're living in a world where there's still a consequence of sin, though, because we're in between all that. Um, right. So, I mean, that gets really scary when, okay, well, my kid was born with this disease or my, 
you know, my family member, you know, is battling cancer, like, you know, that, that gets into a, <laughs> yeah. a really scary line of starting to point fingers of who sinned or whose fault it is for somebody being sick, right. where a lot of times it's just us as believers being able to declare Christ's gift of healing and salvation over the situation, you know, instead of sitting there in the battlefield arguing over whose problem it was, it's like, get up and swing your sword, like fight, you know? Right. So I think that that can be very hard. Right. Well, and that's kind of was my explanation. I'm like, now, you know, we, we talked about, and it was oddly enough, you know, just before Easter. So we talked about salvation and, and the meaning of that and, you know, and kind of this is just my opinion is if we're saying that this is a punishment for sin, then what was the point of the cross? Right. You know, what are we saying about the cross was kind of would be my question. But, you know, I was as encouraging as I could be, you know, and I just found those words to be, you know, not very fruitful, really. Yeah. But like I said, just like I'm not a doctor, I'm not a pastor. So, yeah. Yeah, that's... Now, like our pastor says, like, like none of this will be wasted. Right. You know, God is sovereign over it. So, none of this is a waste, you know. Right. And and people are turning towards him in this time, or back towards him. So, wow, we got down a little heavy rabbit hole, everyone. Sorry. I know. That's tough stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, those are things that people are hearing. And that can be very right. and it's, but confusing, um, I mean, especially for those that don't know the word or don't have a relationship with the Lord and hear those things coming from well, right. Christian believers, you know, that can be very scary and confusing. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly right. So, and, you know, for someone who's just new at this, right, who just maybe just gave their life to Christ or just thinking about it, kind of yeah. like we say on the at the edge of the waterfall, getting ready to jump in. And to hear something like this, you know, hear something like, you know, this is punishment for sin or for people who have turned away or all this, you know, that for some is going to be enough to be like, forget that. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. You know, but I don't know. It's, I think the important thing is that, like you said, it's like how boundless God is and that he doesn't need us, but he wants us. Yeah. Yeah. He created us because he wants us, because he loves us so deeply that, you know, obviously he gave up his own son in our place. Yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, be encouraged. Yeah. That was all super harsh for us to say, be encouraged. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, you know, it's it painful and it hurts and it's scary and you don't really know financially or economically what's going to happen yet. We don't know what the fallout of all this will be. But, you know, for for those that are in the same business as me and the docs and the nurses, we're making strides. We're winning battles. Uh-huh. We're losing some battles, but we're winning more than we're losing at this point, I would say. So, yeah, we're about to come around that corner and there'll be light at the end of the tunnel, you know. Everybody's just got to hang on a little bit longer. Um, keep yep. keep being patient. Keep reaching out to those um, that you need to check on. You know, um, reach out if you right. need something. Um, if you're struggling, if you need somebody to talk to, if you need prayer, if you need 
something tangible, um, you know, reach out because if, if we don't know that you need something, then we can't meet that need. If your friend doesn't know that you need them, you know, if you're not reaching out, I mean, it's just good to just keep being connected to one another, one another in the way that we can be during this time. And it really is making all the difference. There's folks that are writing cards. Um, there's folks that are getting meals together. I mean, all these things matter and the tangible thing. Yes, absolutely fills a need, but even more so to know that folks are taking time and energy and resources to go above and beyond to do what they're able to do in this time while others are doing and sacrificing so much. So, um, yeah, everybody's just got to keep sticking together. We're going to get through this together. And every day we're one day closer to being on the other, you know, on the other side of this. For sure. So, yeah. So kind of as a wrap up for me from what we like to do, if you're a first time listener, we like to do kind of final thoughts. So for me, a final thought tonight will be, I posted this yesterday, but I think it bears repeating for our, our non-medical or non-first responder listeners. It just please, please just keep believing in us. We're doing our best. We're fighting this thing every day and can't repeat enough. We are making headway. We are making strides. I know it looks bleak some days. I know it sucks to you know, it sucks to be stuck at home. I know we keep getting extensions to government orders that really seem arbitrary mm-hmm. and not to make much sense. Yeah. But just believe in your healthcare workers and your first responders. We're doing the best we can do. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. wait, one more thing one more? is husbands kiss your wives. <laughs> wives kiss your husbands. If you can still do that. Like life is good. Make that happen. (laughs) Life is good. Make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I am one more day closer. Yeah. Picking up what I'm putting down. (laughs) (laughs) So good. (laughs) Whatever. No, no, that's good. It's all those things that you don't think about until, um, you know, it's, it's when you're sick in bed and you're like, gosh, I wish I could appreciate when I feel good, you know, or, you know, right. when you broke your hand the other year, you know, and you're like, crap, you know, you don't realize all the things that you need, you know, so it's just those things. And so, uh, yeah. yeah, stay encouraged. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody that is working in the hospitals, on an ambulance, in a police car, on the road. First, I mean, all that. Thank you so much for all that you guys are doing. You are doing a tremendous job. You're doing things that so many of us can't or are afraid to do or can't do. So just thank you, thank you, thank you so much for everything that everybody is doing. Absolutely. And thank you to all y'all that are supporting us. Because in every battle ever, there was a community that supported the warriors and the guys doing the fighting. So thank you. It means, it makes what we do doable. So all the cards, all the snacks, the coffees, the meals, the gloves and hand sanitizer, the masks, all that keep doing what you're doing we'll keep doing what we're doing and we'll get past this thing we better for it all right peace cool.